Welcome to Sorry I'm Asian, a tongue-in-cheek podcast about politics, being Asian, video games, board games, and anything geeky and nerdy. I'm Barnabas, and I'm podcasting from Wellington, New Zealand. Hi, and welcome to our very first board and card game review. Today, I'm going to talk about one of my most favorite card games, Exceed. Exceed is a two-player card game designed by Brett Telton and published by his own company, Level 99 Games. It's designed to mimic one-on-one fighting video games like Street Fighter or Guilty Gear. I love fighting games. I've played Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, Guilty Gear, King of Fighters, Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown, and the list goes on. As much as I enjoy them, however, I've really only played against a computer, not against real humans, mostly because the level of skill required is huge. I'm basically really terrible at them. When I heard there was a card game which mimicked fighting games and was rating so highly, I was totally on board and bought myself one of the Season 1 boxes. So I'm going to talk mostly about Season 1 in this review, as I've played Season 1 much more, although I will also mention Season 2 differences as I go through the review. I currently own all Season 1 fighters and also backed Season 2 on Kickstarter at the Church Inquisitor level. So I have all of the Season 2 fighters, the extra bonus fighters, the Season 2 playmat, art book, and the poster. Exceed delivers exactly what is promised on the box. A fighting game, but in card format. Each box contains four fighters, and each fighter has a 30-card deck. Each fighter has eight normal moves, five special moves, and two ultra moves for a total of 15 unique cards and two copies of each. The game system is easy to learn and will take you no more than 10 minutes to learn. I won't delve too much into the rules as there are other reviews which cover that much better. But here's a brief overview of how the game works and feels. When you play, you can either take an action such as drawing one additional card or moving. Or you can decide instead to declare a strike. Striking is fairly simple. Each card will have speed, range, power, and possible stats like armor or guard, and of course, other abilities. Armor and guard are important in the game. Armor reduces damage, while guard represents your damage threshold. As long as the damage you take is lower or equal to guard, you can retaliate which is key for many slower attacks. When a strike is declared, both players choose a card from the hand, or they can take the top card from the deck and use that as their card instead. Cards are then revealed and the attacks are processed. The faster attack will go first, ranges are checked, damage is dealt, and so on and so forth. It's a very simple system, but so enjoyable. For example, Should you play a fast attack so you hit your enemy first and potentially stun the other fighter to prevent their attack? Or should you play a slow attack which will do lots of damage and has high armor and guard? But what if the other player has anticipated this and will be using a faster card with the ability to cancel guard and armor? Or maybe the card they will play will do negligible damage but push you away so your attack misses and you are now in range for a real powerful follow-up attack from them. 
On top of that, each card also has a boost section, which is an alternate way to use the card. Instead of using it as a strike, you can also use its boost effect. And of course, each fighter's unique cards provide different moves and abilities. The exceed in the title refers to the fact that fighters can exceed or power up to a more powerful version of themselves during the game as you get hits in and build up gauge. As I mentioned already at the start, I love this game and I would totally recommend it to any fans of fighting games. So let's go over the pros and cons. So what do I like about the game? One, it delivers the feel of a fighting game in card format. Two, it's quick and easy to learn, teach, and play. And finally, it's cheap, light, and portable. All you need is a fighter deck, some table space, and the nine cards representing the arena. And you're good to go. There are no dice or tokens to worry about. As much as I love the game, there are a number of minor issues that I should note. One, this is a one-on-one -on -one game only, with a very specific niche. If you don't like dueling games or fighting games with guessing, bluffing, and risk management, you're not going to like this. 2. Season 1 comes in a tuck box, but it's not really suited for carrying the game around. Also, the rules themselves come in a thick paper fan fold, and it's fairly large unfolded, which can be a bit unwieldy. There is also a move list that comes with each box, showing a list of moves, but without specifying what the moves are. This makes the game slightly harder to learn, because some effects will ask you to name an attack, which of course will be harder when you aren't familiar with the fighter. Level 99 games admitted they were more interested in getting it delivered to you at a low price point, so you're probably going to need to store the cards someplace else. Because they are the same size as Magic the Gathering cards, I ended up buying several Ultra Pro 100 plus deck boxes, which was perfect for my needs. I found one deck box fit all cards from a single Season 1 box unsleeved. Now that's just for Season 1. Season 2 boxes are much larger, and Season 2 fighters each come in their own fighter boxes, which really helps. The fighters also each come with their own move reference card, which makes things much easier for learning. Number 3. The game doesn't come with any way of tracking life, unfortunately, unless you have the playmat, which has a life meter on it. I found the life tracker app from another game, Epic by White Wizard Games, quite useful. It's a free app on the Google Play Store and works well because by default, you start with 30 life in that game as well. Number 4. The fighters lack customization, which leads to bad matchups. I like the fact you can pick up and play a game with a preset deck without needing to construct your deck, but this also means you can't actually change your fighting style mid-battle to deal with a difficult opponent. Now, in Season 2, this is addressed via the transformation mechanics, and a fighter's exceed side can also play very differently. Transformations are permanent boosts or skills the character can use, which means the character becomes more flexible as the game progresses and more options open up. 5. A number of Season 1 foil cards had noticeable scratches and missing foil. They were also heavier and had minor warping. 
It's not noticeable when the deck is set straight, but a quick tap on the side of the deck can often reveal where exactly the foil cards are. Fortunately, Level 99 Games was very responsive and sent replacements to me. Kudos to them for doing that. They have a policy of replacing any damage or missing cards for free. As for Season 2, I can honestly say the foil cards for Season 2 are superior, thinner, and just feel better. Number 6. Unfortunately, Exceed doesn't have a huge global community, so it's likely you're going to be stuck with playing this with a small circle of friends if you're in a smaller city or town. Although, considering fighting games have made a comeback and this game is so easy to teach, I'm sure you'll find some friends very quickly. 7. Some people have complained about the anime style for Season 1 because of the scantily clad ladies. I think it's fine, but that may be because I'm a guy. Season 2's characters are less revealing for those who are worried about that. So, as mentioned, these are all very minor complaints, and I definitely recommend picking up a copy if this is your kind of game. For those who want to jump into the world of Exceed, here's my recommendation. Despite the production issues, I would recommend you buy at least one Season 1 box first, which will give you four fighters to try out. There are two reasons for this. The first is that Season 1 is cheaper and more readily available. Season 2 boxes are only just being released in retail unless you back the Kickstarter. The second reason is that Season 2 characters are more complicated than Season 1 characters with more effects. Season 2 characters have transformations, as mentioned previously, that just make them harder to control and play and understand. Season 1 fighters are much more straightforward in comparison and hit harder, so games tend to be shorter with Season 1 fighters. I bought a Season 1 box on Book Depository for around 27 New Zealand dollars, including shipping, which is a steal considering how expensive board games are in New Zealand. There are four Season 1 boxes, and after some internet research and some playthroughs, I think the best starter box is probably the Alice, Zoe, Gabrick, and Urit box, as they are all fairly easy to understand and control, but still quite competitive. The next box I would probably recommend buying would be the Kaden, Eva, Miska, and Lily box, or the Satoshi, Melian, Belcor, and Morathi box. I definitely recommend factoring in the cost of a playmat as well, if you like the game. It's worth mentioning Brad from Level 99 Games first designed Battlecon before Exceed, which is also a one-on-one -on -one fighting game, just like Exceed, but with a different design philosophy. So I definitely recommend checking that out as well. Unfortunately, I don't have much experience with it, but many have said that Battlecon is like chess, where Exceed is more like poker. Actually, I would recommend checking out most of Level 99 Games' catalog, as the games are all very highly regarded. So, I hope this review helps you if you're thinking of getting into Exceed. I look forward to seeing you in the arena. You've been listening to Sorry I'm Asian with Barnabas. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share.